1: Hey,
2: Dad.
1: How are you? Hey, Mags. I'm doing well. I'm uh, a little tired. Yeah. Yeah. I just got back from Orlando (laughs) where I had a speech today, and I couldn't sleep well last night. So I was up at like four in the morning and did my speech, Um, big event, made the trip home, and I'm just kind of wiped out. But um, yeah, excited for this podcast before I fly out of town again tomorrow. So to get my energy up, you know what I did? Can you take a guess? Oh,
2: my gosh. Before the podcast? Before
1: the podcast. I'll give you one hint. 18 holes of. Yard golf. Well, disc golf. Close enough. Mm. I'm loving that course. It's so much fun. Oh, my god! I wish I had more people one, to play it with.
2: Mm. Well, you have. A, I've had a lot of people actually DM me because they want to play like golf with you. Well, that's so. cool.
1: I'm down for that. <laughs> we should,
2: we awesome. should try to make it
1: happen. Do you know these people or are they just random people?
2: A little bit of both. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Maybe we'll have a, a. Do
2: you really know anyone? A mags anyone? and dad
1: golf outing. We'll call it the sensational oh invitational.
2: Minus mags because mags doesn't throw frisbees. Oh, well,
1: like we, could frisbee. we could do regular golf. I suck at
2: throwing a frisbee. We do
1: regular golf. Okay. You can play regular golf. You're, I could do that. You're amazing.
2: No, don't tell people <laughs> I'm amazing. I'm passable. I am not that great at golf.
1: Well, you would be though if you practiced.
2: Yeah, I'll add it to the list. I'll add it to the list, Dad. <laughs> All right. Well, well, before we get further into this, how about we start that intro music?
1: You got it. Let's do it.
2: Mags and Dads, some chaos. Mags and Dads, some chaos. Well, how are you? Um, I'm, I'm good. It's interesting doing this podcast not at... Like 4 a.m. And we never do it at 4 a.m. No, it, it just feels 4 a. M. like 4 a.m. to me. Yeah, it's, it's like 10 a.m. 10 a.m. is early.
1: It's later in the day for me. And right now, what time is it there?
2: 4.02. 4.02
1: p.m. So kind of afternoon, yeah. mid-afternoon for you. That's good. Have you been getting yeah. some more rest?
2: I've been trying to. Yesterday, oh, my gosh, this was actually so helpful. I told all my friends yesterday, I can't see any of you. I love you, but I need to be alone. <laughs> and I, I stayed at home all day. I literally did not. I think I walked outside like once, but I just I didn't do anything. I, I mean, I did a lot like I, I worked on a lot and got a lot of stuff done. But I, I think that's going to be a new part of my routine is having at least one day a week that I'm just by myself. Because that, that was so restful and nice.
1: Yeah, that was um, really important. And I think it's it's really it's great to have days like that where you can be what I call it is self-directed, you know, where you know I'm gonna take care of things that are important. I don't have to explain it to anybody, I'm just gonna knock it out and get it done. And for you that was yeah. like catching up on emails, you were gonna produce content, but then you got rained out and
2: a lot of yeah. a lot of things were happening. Oh my gosh, so much rain. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta I gotta make some content today. Uh, that's such a weird thing to say. I I told a friend this the other day. I was like, it's a weird place to be in in life when on my to do list I have like post on Instagram. <laughs>
3: like,
1: right? That's well, it's,
2: it's a weird thing, and it's
1: the kind of thing you kind of. Well, you've always been posting on Instagram, and that was your job for a while when you were, um, you know, when you were doing that through high school. You were yeah. working for Hollywood. I worked
2: with a brand. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but now, how much of that? I mean, we fell into the momentum of TikTok and the momentum of um, social media, but now it's kind of like a job, and you've got to be thinking about okay, what kind of content am I producing, and all that kind of stuff. Do you are you taking that to some direction, like some big master plan?
2: I wish I could say yes, but <laughs> I'm I'm taking it one day at a time. I know I want to just produce things that are going to make people happy. Um, I want to, I want to make videos that are going to make people laugh. I want to make videos that I can look back on when I'm like 60 and just kind of relive it. Like, I think that's so cool that my generation is really kind of the first generation who we have like documents of our entire life because we're on our phone so much, which like, that may be a whole thing, but like, uh, Snapchat memories. That's something that I I don't know how familiar you are with this. I know you have Snapchat because I made you download it for a TikTok, but I don't think you ever use it. Um, (laughs) but there's this thing where when you take a video or a photo on Snapchat, you can choose to save it to your memories and that saves it on the app. And it reminds you about it like a year later. So it'll say like this, like here's Snapchats from a year ago, two years ago, three years ago, four years ago. I think it might even be up to five years now. it's like how long that feature has been up there. but it's it's so cool to click on it and like right now every time I click on it, it's Annie and I in the dorms and like just things we had been doing and I think that's so cool. So that's definitely part of like what I want to do is just kind of create that log and I love that people enjoy like watching it and living it with me too. I think that's so cool. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna start doing some more on YouTube um i I don't know my heart my heart is just like in entertainment, so if that's social media that's social media i I'm also like I love acting and like just
1: just yeah all, I, I all, all the stuff I want to <laughs> tell you though um the idea of of making memories and keeping a log of your life it's not new to your generation, it's just different for your generation. Scrapbooking, photos, journaling, all of that was really important to me. In fact, when I made my first life list, when I was about 17, one of the things I wrote down was, I want to keep accurate and complete records of my life, like documenting my life was really important to me then. And so that's when I started journaling. Over time, that became a lot less important to keep photographs because I was just more future focused. Um, but memories are great, you know. And another way that you can make phenomenal memories is by uh, the things that you buy, the, the gifts that you that you buy for yourself or for others. And before we get too far into the podcast, that brings us to our sponsor for this episode, which is incredible. It's a company called Uncommon Goods. And it's a website that I've been checking out because it's, hey, it's November. It's the season of of gift giving. We're preparing for Thanksgiving and for (laughs) Christmas. And you could be like just an ordinary gift giver or you can find stuff that's absolutely super cool. Have you checked out this website?
2: I have. Literally, oh my gosh, I have so much Christmas shopping to do. It's been such a lifesaver.
1: I know. I'm thinking about Eddie's birthday, which is coming right up. But We, we are actually already got him some things uh, from there, but don't tell him that yet. Although um, <laughs> you know, he's editing the podcast, so he'll figure it out sooner or later. <laughs> um, I was on that page just before this podcast, and I was looking at the coffee section. There's like a coffee link. And mm. just that page is crazy cool. All these different kinds of coffee, a cold brew, a coffee cold brew system. These these uh, chocolate, hot chocolate bombs. These beautiful little things you just put <sighs> in your your tea, and they make I you hot chocolate. It, it's uh, and all kinds of cool tea, and and infused with everything you can imagine. Um, and then you know, there's another one. That's like fun. He clicked that. It's like grow your own shiitake mushrooms in your. Like house, <laughs> how cool is that?
2: Am I gonna come home and you're growing shiitake mushrooms?
1: You might, you might actually. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! <laughs> so, um, if you got a gift that you're looking to give someone and you got someone on your mind, another thing we're hearing in the news a lot is like, there's not gonna be gifts in stock for Christmas. Well. this this company makes it easy and not just to find gifts, but to find really, really, really cool gifts. So um, they also offer uncommon experiences, choose from live online classes in mixology, cooking, flower arranging, embroidery, and more from handpicked artists and experts. And with every purchase, you make it uncommon goods. They give back $1 to a nonprofit partner of your choice, and so to get fifteen percent off your next gift, go to uncommongoods.com/chaos. That's uncommongoods.com/chaos for fifteen percent off. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Uncommon goods—we're all out of the ordinary. So
2: amazing! Yeah,
1: did I tell you Eddie's coming home for his birthday?
2: You did! Oh my gosh. Now I have even more FOMO that I'm not there. I've been telling everyone I'm so excited to go home. Like, I I want to call my hometown friends today and kind of just be like, give me your calendars. Like, tell me exactly what time you're flying in because we're seeing each other and I miss you all and I love you. Um, and of course, I'm excited to see you guys too. And the dogs. Oh my goodness. I'm excited to see the dogs. But I I haven't seen my hometown friends in a really long time. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm very excited I've, for that. I've got a
1: dog right here.
2: Stop, stop, uh, yeah. Spencer.
1: Spencer, checking it out. Spencer, you want to say anything on the podcast? You want to sniff the microphone? He's sniffing the microphone, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's an exciting day on the podcast. Okay, I'm going to put him down. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, your trip's going to go by super quick, but I got to tell you, I. I I am missing you like crazy too. And I'm missing Eddie. It's just not the same here without you. Yeah. Of course, mom and I are doing great, but we truly are empty nesters and our lives are full. Our lives are crazy and chaotic. Um, but- it's a
2: long trip though. I'll be there like two weeks, dad. Are
1: you sure? Two weeks?
2: Yeah. Thir- 13 days. We're going to, we're going to make so many push in the pool videos. Okay.
1: <laughs> you know about that. I agree with you. And the pool's getting really cold.
2: oh, I bet. Yeah. But we did this last year and then we both got sick.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I haven't But we
2: have to give the people what they want, Exactly. Okay? I
1: haven't checked the temperature yet, but it's uh, it'll be interesting. It'll definitely be we could do it- exciting. <gasps> we
2: could do it in wetsuits. How funny would it be in wetsuits?
1: Oh, ah, yeah, I can't think it kind of defeats the purpose. We could survive it. Eh. Like we're we're going to be fine.
2: We could survive it. We're just going to be very unhappy with it.
1: Oh, um, you think? You think we'll be unhappy?
2: No, I think it'll be okay. Um, and I think we're going to do it no matter how cold it is. I think genuinely if we woke up and it was like, oh, it's iced over, we'd be like, bet, that's even funnier. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's just kind of the people we are. We're we're a little bit crazy, and that's okay. Yeah.
1: I'm looking forward to making all kinds of content with you, not just the Push in the Pool stuff, but maybe some sketches or dances or Whatever you want to do. I'm down.
2: Yeah. So like thinking back to quarantine time, when um, we were just very kind of locked into a routine, I'd say, um, where when I woke up, you and mom would be at the office. Spencer would be in my bed. Spencer's our dog. Um, like I'd, I'd wake up. I would go to my Zoom classes because it was my senior year of high school, drink coffee. And then I would... Like, make a video for the day, like uh, either choose a dance that my dad and I were gonna learn, or make a cooking video. Remember when I used to put talkies and everything? Mm-hmm. Like that that feels so long ago, probably because it was. But like <laughs> i I was just looking back at that time, and like that time's just so precious to me. Like that specific amount of time when our whole family was home, working on stuff with Eddie, like going, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say like going to the tennis courts with Morgan, like that time was, man. And that kind of goes back to again, like the, the scrapbook ideas. Like I am so grateful that I can look back at that and not only see a great video, but like remember the memories that go along with it. Especially like our behind the scene videos of us learning it. Like I'm just, I'm so grateful for that special time and like. Yes. Yeah. I know. I, just, I think I just miss the family. <laughs> well,
1: a real special skill in life, I think, is being able to recognize when you're going through those kinds of moments and times and experiences. Because life will come with a lot of waves like that where you're like, wow, that seemed like it was crazy cool and effortless or easy. or Not that quarantine was easy for anybody, but it was yeah. just magical. And, and a real uh, life skill is being able to recognize the magic like in real time instead of mm-hmm. waiting to think back on it and go, wow, that was really neat. Um, and just because that's all you ever get, right? Are those moments yeah. and, and they're all different and they're all new. And this is magical in its own way right now. We just got to know that. But I agree with you. It was like this wave that we were surfing and figuring it out. Um, and I think we're still kind of creating as we go. We're not sure where this is leading us. I talk about this in my speeches. I've started to, to talk about a lot of new content in and around the idea of chaos, interestingly enough, and the notion that chaos is not necessarily a negative thing. It's it's something that actually it's an energy that you can um, use in your life to create something new, to improve your clarity, uh, improve yourself, to to lean into something that stretches you. It's kind of like the next level of being off balance on purpose. And so I've developed a lot of content around that concept of of chaos, of positive chaos. But that's really what was going on. And I think that in general, you learn to feel out for momentum in your life. Like, especially now, the whole notion, even with companies like today, I was in front of this like major brand, big company. I won't won't say the name here, but it was like they were going through... um, a whole North American meeting, 500 people, about half of them were live, half of them were distanced. And it used to be people would talk about, this is our plan for the year. This is our plan for the next three years. Well, that's kind of all out the window right now because everything is in flux in terms of COVID and government regulations and supply chain issues and things that are unfolding. And so the idea of making a one-year plan it's really not. That's not it. It's about how quickly can we respond? How how present can we be? How present can we be in the moment? And how agile can we move? Uh, so agility is a really important thing to people. Which is exactly what I talk about. You know, not achieving balance, but becoming a better balancer, making those those quick moves, and being aligned to like what's really important, not just in your yeah. life, but in your business.
2: No, absolutely. Yeah, genuinely, like one of the best. One of the best skills you can have when looking for a job, or like, just like I feel like when companies are hiring people, is like be flexible, be able to be a problem solver because everything's everything's crazy. Like everything's crazy right now. It's always been crazy, but like especially right now.
1: So, so you, I you, agree. You uh, you bring us up to a great segue, which is to a question we got from Carrie. Um, you
2: love your segues. <laughs>
1: can I read that question to you, Maggie?
2: Go for
1: it. <laughs> All right. It says, hey, Mags and Dan, I'm looking for some advice. At the age of 25, I found myself at a crossroad career-wise. I've never completed a degree in university. Instead, opting for a certificate and then taking the first job I could find. Um, I love the field that I'm in, but after working the past three years, I feel as though this particular job has become a dead-end job. With this being said, I've started to look for a new job, but I can't help but think if I had a degree, it would open up more higher-paying jobs, and I'd be more likely to hear back from job offers. However, at the time, all this experience I've gained from my working the past three years has opened up doors for other jobs too. But if I take more time to work my way up to anything with a higher salary, it'll just basically, all take time. And the question is, I'm looking at going back to school to complete complete a, a degree, which will also take time and money. And should I do that or should I basically hang in the job search and try to leverage her existing skills to a higher paying job? A lot there, right? And, and it's a big question. And I'm sure it's a question mm-hmm. a lot of people are facing right now and kind of it plugs into what is the value of work and the types of work and um, the value of a college education and all of those things. Um, where do you want to start with that one?
2: Um. Let's jump into the college aspect of it because I think you and I might have a little bit different opinions. Um, I think my opinions
1: are evolving, honestly. Yeah, I was going
2: to say, you've changed so much, and I think that's a lot because of my experience. Um,
1: And Eddie's experience.
2: Yeah, where – would you like to start? Would you like to start, and then I'll add my opinions and experiences?
1: Okay. Okay. I have a feeling you might be getting ready to drop a bombshell, but I don't
2: know. No, 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 no. no.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, back when I was 18 years old, going to school, it was just a natural flow. You flow from high school into college. College wasn't even all that expensive. I mean, it was was an investment, but it hadn't inflated to the ridiculous prices of today. So it was fairly easy for a family to you know, get a college loan or absorb those expenses. Or in my case, I actually paid for my college education myself by working my way through school. Nowadays, they you know, college is so much more expensive. Um, and I think it entirely depends on what you're going to do. For me, there was also kind of like wrapped up into that whole idea of a college degree was this sense of like credibility and belonging. And When I was 25 and I first got into the speaking industry, like, I was already in that mindset of, like, who am I to be, like, credible, to step on stage and to try to tell people how to run their lives or or run their businesses. Yeah. And and so for me, having at least a degree, I had a marketing degree, was a part of what helped me to feel, like, adult and, and got accomplished. It was, like, the first little bit of an accomplishment in my life. Um, I didn't take it to an advanced degree, which ultimately became, like, the thing, oh, you need to have a... Uh, an advanced degree in order to get a an even higher level job right um, and then I guess over time things have been shifting to where it's like it depends entirely on what you want to do yes if you want to be a doctor or uh, a, <laughs> get a medical degree or an engineering yeah, degree. please go to school <laughs> yeah if you're going to be an engineer if you're going to be a lawyer obviously there's there's a career path and an education path that's required but if you're going to be an entrepreneur if you're going to be um, you know it, it successful in other ways in life, um, it may not be as important to you. Um, and when you look at the the time, the cost value equation in terms of the time and the money both, it's a big deal because it takes a mm-hmm. lot of both. It takes a yeah. lot of time and it takes a lot of money. So your thoughts?
2: Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, I, I went to a high school where I think <laughs> my grade... And I think the grade below us, too, we actually, we changed this percentage a little bit. But I remember going into the high school, um, they they told us there was a 100% graduation to university rate. Like, everyone goes to college. That's just kind of something, it was like the culture was like, you're going to go to college. Um, And so I, I... and I mean like that's kind of been the the thought in our family too and it, I didn't like hate that like I was excited for college I've always been excited for college um my college experience is a little unique because I have never been in college pre-COVID um and COVID hit students really like all all my friends who I've talked to this about like talked about this with I think that was the correct phrasing um we, we agree that we lost a lot of our drive to learn um, because things were online and like we were just processing differently. All my teachers in college, regardless of like maybe two or three, I've never met. I've always seen them through a screen. This semester, all my classes are asynchronous. So when it comes down to what I'm really learning, it doesn't feel like a lot. Like, I feel like everything I'm learning, somebody not in college can easily learn on their own. And it's, it's not all on the student's fault. Like, I have had teachers who did not care, um, who, like, as students, we legitimately had to, like, get in trouble with administration because they, they wouldn't respond to any emails. All they would do is, like, post a reading and then a test. And anytime we had questions, it was like, oh, sorry, you're on your own. And that's not college. Like, that's not learning. No, um, I would also make the case s-
1: that, and that would be different, by the way, if you were still in Georgia and going to classes again, you know, in person, but you're thousands of miles away and taking online yeah. classes. So that's why it's still in this virtual environment for you. But I would make the case that, you know, college isn't even that much about the, the learning. The learning depending on how much you use it, depending on how critical it is or how much you build on that learning in subsequent classes, you may or may not retain it. A lot of it is like I yeah. learned it for the class and then Yeah, I, you
2: learn it for the test. Yeah,
1: and then it's gone again. So it's not about the learning because what's that? It's about the experience. It's about being in an environment where you're striking out, <laughs> you're independent, you're making friends, you're involved in projects, involved in experiences, getting into some trouble, getting into some- Exciting, you know, good things as well. And um, is and
2: so- that ex- is that experience worth sixty thousand dollars? No,
1: no. You See, now like I- that. Go ahead.
2: So you said you were a marketing major. When I first went to college, I was a marketing major as well. Um, and essentially, a lot of what they were teaching us was like, here, here's marketing over, like, from, like, 10 years ago. This is foundations. And then at the end of it, they're kind of like, but none of that really applies because social media is changing everything. And I was like, well, <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I work in it every day. Um, so that kind of, like, a lot of the jobs in the marketing field, I feel like there is stuff you yeah. can learn from school, but a lot of it is, like, you got to be in it um, and, like, really, like, learning the culture of, like, social media. Which you're
1: doing. Which you're doing yeah. with, with regard to marketing <laughs> Um, And and we're going to spin back into Carrie's question very specifically, but uh, a quick aside about marketing. One of the things that surprised me the most about that major and that field of study is how rooted it it is into psychology and to Mm -hmm. essentially manipulation. It's like, this is how, these are how human beings process their world, make buying decisions. And so if you like exploit these qualities of, of human beings, then you can essentially Get them to buy your products, and it was like, wow, this is yeah. this is pretty dark if you think about <laughs> it from that perspective. Yeah. So, so Carrie, a um, couple things I would say to you specifically about your um, your question and and the idea of going back to college. Um, it seems to me like you framed all of that through the lens of will this help me make more money? What is the next job? And and you took the first job and even that's given you great experience and opened up new opportunities. And so there's that thing to explore, but you've kind of fall, fallen into something. Um, Shay, my wife pointed out to me that that even if, that if going to college is something that's important to you on its own merit, on its own level, like the longer you wait, the less likely it is that you're gonna actually follow through on that intention. So, you know, given what we've said, don't let that color what you think about college. That might be a goal or an aspiration for you. And if so, it is a, it's a noble and worthwhile pursuit for you. Um, but I wanna talk a little bit more about work and, and talk about like the lens through which you're seeing your work as like, how can I get that higher paying job? How can I get that next paying job? And, and maybe like expand that lens a little bit for you. Because I think that work really, um, it's, a, it's such a huge part of life. You know, when you think about it, especially in your adult years, it's the majority of your waking hours that you put into a job over the course of years or decades. And so we think about that arc or that it's not just the job you fell into, it's where do you wanna take that over time? And how do you want that career arc to play out? I think there's three different levels of like work and purposeful work. The first being just survival, which is where you're at. It's like the money question. I've got to make money in order to pay my bills and buy things and then I go back to work and I make more money. And what's interesting is like you could be at that, that mindset, that survival mindset and still be making a lot of money. And a lot of people stay in that, like that pattern. They just, you know, buy more things and accumulate more stuff. Um, but they're still thinking about just the money aspect. Um, the second level, I think, is like um, satisfaction when you really feel good about the work that you're producing. Like I feel like I'm making quality contributions. I'm very interested in what I'm doing, and so you have a sense of satisfaction. Your work itself is very satisfying to you. And it's important to you that you're doing it at a very high level of excellence. That fulfills a very important human need. It's like, it's the artistry of you doing what you do professionally. Um, And then the third level, if you can get to it, or if it's important, is significance. It's like, my work itself is very meaningful, not just to me, but but to something I believe in or to helping others um, in some way in the world. And so when you think about not just getting to survival, but getting to satisfaction where you're loving what you're doing and you're feeling good about it. And then significance where you're like, looking back over time, you'll be able to say, wow, the work that I dedicated myself to in my lifetime really made a difference. And I think that's a, a noble and worthwhile pursuit to at least think about
2: yeah I think that's really good. I think do
1: you feel like you're you're involved in that cycle? Where would you put yourself on those levels, Maggie?
2: Ooh uh, what was the first level again?
1: Just survival so paying the bills
2: I I in the second level is satisfaction. S-
1: yes, like I'm really feeling good about the quality that I'm doing and I'm enjoying it.
2: And the third level is
1: significance
2: significance ooh. Um, I do feel, I'm, I do feel I'm past survival. Um, I, I, satisfaction, um, and significance. I think it's interesting how, um, some days I can feel like completely satisfied and like feel like what I'm doing is really significant. Um, and then other days completely feel like a joke. (laughs) Like, I, I think it's interesting how quickly, because like, I I love what I do. Um, I really do. But then there's other times when you just kind of remember. Like, I am in school, like, pre-law. And so sometimes when I think about things from that aspect, I'm like, okay, well, I'm just, like, barely even into that. Um, but if I'm looking at social media, then I feel like that's at a different place than if I'm looking at lawyer or actress. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like there's a lot of different things I'm trying to do, Um. But on a human level, I'd say I'm in satisfaction and a little bit mm-hmm. of a little bit of significance.
1: Yeah, we get a lot of good feedback from yeah. you, the viewers, with these questions and things that give us glimpses of the fact that it's making a difference to you and giving you some encouragement in your lives, and we love that. Yeah, um, that feels that feels really good. It helps helps us keep going because. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a lot. It's a lot of work, a lot of energy. The thing I think about you in college, um, Maggie, <laughs> is also that you might not be into the influencer thing forever. Or, you know, just as and this might be a scarcity thought, like a fear based thought. It's like it it came in suddenly, and there was been this huge wave. Well, waves come and waves go. So it yeah. might be the kind of thing that um, that isn't here in the same way in the future as it is right now for you. Um, mm-hmm. and so that whole idea of something to fall back on is like the it's a, the, the phrase that parents have been telling their kids for generations upon generations yeah um,
2: but long, or,
1: or, or it might just be more interesting to you to, yeah. to, to go in a different direction in the future when you're older
2: I agree um, it it is though kind of like I, I picked one of the hardest fallbacks <laughs> like I'm literally like on a like a law school track. Yeah. Like everything I'm I'm doing right now in school is like, because yeah, you're going to go to law school. It's like, I don't think I want to go to law school. (laughs) I don't want (laughs) to do that. So who knows? Maybe I will in three years, two years.
1: So we mentioned Eddie and his college journey, uh, which he, he started pre COVID and then went to Berkeley college of music. It was on a really great run having great motivation and fun and, in jam sessions and parties and like, what you want there is to be around other musicians and then COVID hit and then immediately isolated everybody and and they're now learning through screens and it's extremely expensive, the school, and then they weren't getting the satisfaction of being together. And so it became a very different learning experience. And now that he's, you know-
2: So close. Almost
1: 23, so close. He's got one more semester after this one. it's really hard and kind of like the hardest part of, of Berkeley and graduation is your senior year and your senior recital and all of this. And so um, I really feel for him because on the one hand, it's the you're so close, you might as well, you know, follow through. And that's my been my encouragement to him is like, don't quit now because you'll you'll you may regret that. Like I yeah. have a sense that you'd regret not finishing and not finishing strong on your terms. Uh, but at the same time, it's just—it's very draining, and and he's ready to get on with his life and just get after it and start finding what is significant and meaningful to him. Um, so we're all over the map, guys, and um, and even me—you know, I'm I'm 53 years old, still trying to figure out what I want to be when I grow up. Uh, so it's all—it's yeah. all good.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I made a comment earlier about how you love your segways, which cracks me up every single time because there's a there's a distinct moment when I know what you're doing is a segue and
1: do I change my posture do I like go into segue mode
2: no you just it's like you're a kid putting together like like you're going through a maze and you're like going from the end and the beginning and you're like quickly navigating to make a meet and it's so funny. So that being said, I want to test your segue skills, okay? <laughs> so let's let's say we were talking about college, okay? Can you yep. segue that into like an ice cream brand? This is there's no ice cream brand, but let's let's hear it. Like 20 seconds. You ready? Go.
1: Yeah. When I was in college, in my freshman year, John Coles and I lived in a Myers dorm and right next to it was Snelling Cafeteria. Every day we'd go to lunch, we'd get a big, huge ice cream mm. and we, you know, cause it was free. And so you'd always take it, but then we'd always try to knock it out of each other's hand before we got to back to the dorm room. And, and yep. so it was like a total waste of food. But you yeah. know, my favorite ice cream, ice cream brand <laughs> is, <laughs> how was that?
2: Ice cream to skateboard.
1: Go. What <laughs> ice cream to skateboard?
2: Yeah. You know. <laughs> you
1: know. <laughs> you
2: do that a lot when you're segwaying. <laughs> That's
1: how I start my segways. You know, you know? With ice cream. <laughs> The the best part of an ice cream is the feeling that you get when it's just, just at that perfect point of it's not too cold that you can't eat it and it's not too frozen, but it's got that smooth, slippery on your tongue. I don't you know, know how kind this of, one's gonna it, make it. It just basically it's like a skateboard. Oh it's my like gosh. sliding down the road, sliding down your throat. It's yummy, <laughs> delicious. Slideable ice cream. I don't know, that wasn't so good. No,
2: that one, that one was not good. It was were,
1: a swing and a miss. Well, but I do have a segue from earlier okay. when you were talking about a maze and navigating it from both parts. Yeah. You were recently in a maze. <gasps> it, it was a maze that you were with your friends. Uh, and I think this experience, if I'm not mistaken, also involved in you getting your hair cut and I getting did. some
2: bangs. I, I posted a YouTube vlog of it that is up and y'all should go watch it. Um <laughs> Mild plug. That's my segue, you know. <laughs> um, but no, it, I was I was at a pumpkin patch in LA. Really strange pumpkin patch. But my um my I brought a pair of scissors because I had been talking with my friend Blythe about how I like her hair. I just hiccuped. So sorry. And I went. I wanted her. Okay, I'm sorry. Cut out the hiccup part. Cut out that line. Okay. <laughs> I had been talking to my friend Blythe about how I like her hair and how I wanted her to cut my hair, how her hair is, because she said she cuts her hair. Um, And she has, like, these cute little side bangs. And so I brought these little eyebrow scissors. And I was like, just go ham, sis. Like, just go for it. And so she started them. I don't know if you can see them. She started them at the pumpkin patch. And then she finished him at Saddle Ranch, <laughs> which, was, <laughs> which was a really fun thing. Um, but yeah, I just, I wanted a change.
1: Yes, I wasn't, that was the part that was confusing to me about that video, is that I, I wasn't sure if it was a flashback to the, the haircutting experience or if it literally did go all night long. Oh, it no. It seems like it was... Yeah, all the you know, footage was in
2: one day, yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know what's, you know what's great about summertime, Maggie? Summertime in those hot summer days are great for two things, ice cream and, and skateboards. Yep. Yeah. I
2: think you're exactly. on to something.
1: Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> so how was the pumpkin patch? Um, the, the corn maze looked looked kind of lame. It was like oh hay my hay gosh, just stacked up.
2: It was so funny. So the people who, yeah, it, it was not a very challenging pumpkin patch, but like <laughs> all the boys I was with, they were like, like it was me and Blythe and then... Josh, Jericho, um, Ty, and Mitch—like we were outnumbered by the boys—and um, they just like kept making all these jokes about how they couldn't get through the pumpkin patch. And then there's this clip of the video where
1: of the little kid, the little kid,
2: the, there's like a, a small gap between two of the hay bales that this little kid just like slips through, and Jericho is like, "Yeah,
1: Jericho, cheater, kind of cheater, like
2: the- pumpkin eater." And <laughs>
1: like, believes this little kid. <laughs> Not I really literally
2: bullies. not bullies. I literally told him I was like, "Should I put this in because you're yelling at a kid?" But it was really funny. The kid was fine. His mom. The kid
1: slinked away in, in shame. No,
2: the kid ran to his mom, and the mom was laughing. Like the mom thought it was really That's funny. Good. So yeah, it, it all worked out okay. But the kid's face is so funny. If if you have no other reason to watch this video, just watch the first minute for that child. Like his face is so funny. But yeah, no, it was really. Fun. I didn't get a pumpkin. Only Mitch got a pumpkin. Um, but it was it was overall fun. In Saddle Ranch, the food was really good. The edamame at Saddle is really good.
1: <laughs> Excellent. Well, I I really look forward to meeting that friend group. Like I, I saw I met Josh via FaceTime, but mm-hmm. I, I want to get out to LA again and see some of your new friends and yeah. hang out with some of our old friends and and basically see you out there. But First, you're going to be coming to Georgia. Eddie's yes. coming for his birthday, and uh, we're going to have an amazing Thanksgiving. So. You know what that means? Um, what does that mean?
2: That means in-person podcasts.
1: Oh, thankfully.
2: Ah, it's going to be so fun. I'm so ready to be home. And then after Christmas, then then you come out here because I will have been home for like three weeks, and that's a lot okay. of time.
1: <laughs> that's a deal. Yep. All right. Well, listen, Maggie, this has been a great time visiting with you, chatting you up, and uh, I'm enjoying our conversations, but it's going to be great to see you live. And meanwhile, ladies and gentlemen, uh, go out to wholesomechaos.com. Leave us your questions there. Feel free to look through all the resources on the website, support our sponsors, follow us on social media. Uh, And if this isn't a meaningful conversation to you, forward it to someone else who it might be meaningful to as well. Uh, We really enjoy the time we get to spend with you. We believe in you. We think you're awesome and amazing. And it's just such a a huge honor to be a part of your life. Yeah. Any closing thoughts, Mags?
2: Follow our other socials, Dan Thurman and Maggie Thurman on everything except TikTok. My dad is Maggie's dad, one, two, three. Um, Yeah. This, this, if you're listening via audio, we also have a video version of this on YouTube. But if you're finishing listening to it on audio, then you're probably not gonna watch that. So I'm not really sure why I said it, but I did. Um, <laughs> subscribe if you, if you want. Yeah. Unless
1: you wanna see Spencer at the beginning. Yeah. Right?
2: Yeah. Unless if you wanna you see, wanna the see dog Spencer at the beginning,
1: go to YouTube. Or if, or if right. you're
2: like, yeah. <laughs> All
1: right. Take care of yourself, Maggie. Get some good sleep. Make sure you're eating well. Um, and enjoy those days that you're just dedicating to yourself. I fully support that intention.
2: I love you so much. I love you too. And we love you,
1: everyone. Thanks for listening. Take care. We'll see you next week. Mags
2: and dads, wholesome chaos. Mags and dads, wholesome chaos. My maintenance light is on in my car again after I literally was at the shop last week. So I, I got a Tesla. No, I did not. I make this joke so much that when I actually get it, y'all aren't going to believe me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're probably right. So do you know why your maintenance light's on?
2: No idea. It doesn't tell me. Like usually it'll say the maintenance light and then have like a little light where it's like your tire pressure or something like that. There's no other lights. Yeah. So it's just the maintenance.
1: Okay. You know how you fix that?
2: Put a piece electrical of black tape, tape over it,
1: literally. Yeah, collect, uh, electrical tape. <laughs> Just cut a piece about maybe two inches long. Yeah. And right over the, the
0: light, good to go.
2: I think you're on to something.
0: Happy to help